feels perfect Other days it just ain't working The good, the bad, the right, the wrong And everything in between Yo, it's crazy, amazing We can turn our heart through the words we say Mountains crumble with every syllable Hope can live or die So speak life So I do apologize 
uh, to you and all of our listeners. But everything is well here. Uh, Tamaria is doing good. Nadia is good. Uh, I know Nadia is sleeping. Tamaria might be asleep by now. But um, my niece and nephew are also here. They're visiting from North Carolina. My uh, my sister's uh, uh, two kids. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Just just running as usual. Just just y'all. I just want me. I wanna. I promise y'all. I want a sabbatical. I like want to go in the woods somewhere and just <laughs> <laughs> and camp out. If you know me, you probably think, Lord, let me send somebody over there, because I never would have thought I want to go in the woods and just camp out just for the <laughs> just to be able to sit down and do absolutely nothing. So, but I'm good. I'm good. I'm just just this just you know get just a moment, just a moment. But other than that, thing good. I have uh, truly, truly been enjoying this. Um, during my downtime at work, I've been just really digging into this Romans thing, and it's it's just so amazing right now. Just it's just just absolutely just amazing how, um, in spite of my busyness and my lack of of um, really just being in my Bible like I, I used to be, God still just sends those little nuggets, those little butterfly nuggets, I'll call them. Just to say, okay, but but it's okay. I'm here. I'm here. You know, so I just really yeah. enjoyed chapter fourteen and and um, learning so much more than even what we've already discussed. And, and uh, yeah, we did miss you. I was looking forward to last week. We were just I was concerned because <laughs> I just talked to him, y'all. I don't know. And I kept waiting and waiting. I said something must have happened. I, it, it was good. It yeah. was all good. Uh, yeah, I was talking to. Uh, to marry his grandfather and uh, just got caught up talking to him. And then her grandmother came outside and was, you know, setting up everything for the kids to go swimming and all of that stuff um, on the 4th of July. Um, and then when I got your message, I was like, oh, shoot, like we just talked. <laughs> I was I like, oh, my goodness. But you... <laughs> Yeah, I did huh? that before. I just totally forgot altogether. I did it before. So I'm telling you, that's a, that's a, that's a uh, confirmation that life you just you just so much going on and you're trying to do so much. So it was all good well, though. Well, what's, what's crazy what's crazy is that um I was all set to go because I even <laughs> packed my laptop <laughs> so that I could do the show. Um and I was gonna go over to Tamaria's mom's house since no one was over there, you know, so that w- that way it would be quiet and um, for some reason, once I got off the phone with you, I just started thinking that it was Friday. <laughs> and so clearly we're not on the air on Friday because um, I spent all day Wednesday thinking that it was Saturday. So I, did, I was all off. I was like, oh, my goodness. So I'm kind of glad that the weeks have kind of – the week is kind of caught up to me because my days were all messed up. Yeah, and I yes, I have – it does happen. <laughs> yeah, with the days, I've been totally, and I guess, you know, because of the fourth, like you said, but I've been so off, just just so off. So, But it's all good. Mm-hmm. We are here tonight, and um, Chapter 14 seems to be, Rodney, one of those chapters that you just keep, that I feel like I keep having to go back, start over, and just go forward, and that may sound a bit, to me, it sounds a bit strange because at the same time, it seems so um, simple, 
and to the point, but there's so much mm-hmm. more. Like I was reading a couple of um, Bible studies about it and a couple of uh, commentaries, I guess is what they call them, and it's just amazing mm-hmm. how, how different but not different perspective of, of others is when it comes to the Word of God. Like, it's different, but it's not different, and it all comes back to a place. So, it, mm-hmm. it, this, this may be one of my favorite chapters of 14, and, and that's something new. I didn't I didn't realize that before, you know, reading all of read, the number of times I've read Romans, but this just may become one of my favorite chapters. So, I don't know. Yeah, I, 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 think, I think it's the same thing for me, Tammy. <laughs> really? Yeah, I think um, it's the same thing for me because I, I you know, I, I'm a big uh, Romans 12 and 2 person. But when I, um, when I first started reading 14 a few weeks ago, I think the timeliness of it and um, just as I was reading it, I was like, man, if we all, if we all lived like this, how much better uh, would we all be? Where would we be if we lived in the way that it is described in chapter 14? And like you said, it it makes you want to dig into it a little bit more and, and go a little bit deeper and even try to find, some other scriptures that go along with it. So I'm definitely right there with you. So I'll, I'll let you kick it off. I'm not sure where you, um, did you, did you get into 14 at all? Um, I'm trying to remember where we left off. We, we, we did, but got into 14. Let me go back. Um, and I did a lot of re, um, revisiting going back. So I started from the, from verse 1 and kind of worked my way back um, up or out. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember where did I stop. Um, I don't, Rodney, I think maybe um, right at where it talks about as I live, says the Lord, every knee shall bow to me and every tongue shall confess to God, um, I don't, yeah, so I think that'll be a good place, let's just start there, maybe pick it which, up from there. Uh, which verse is that? 14, um, 11, is it 11? Yes, 14, 11, but, okay. um, let's see, if we could just recap just a little bit for those who maybe you know, just joining us tonight. Uh, we are on chapter 14 in our Romans Bible study, and for 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 my Bible, the law of the liberty is the way that that 14 starts out. And we've just been talking about how, um, you know, the weak. I, I, I say the strong Christian, and I hate to say verses, but maybe more so how we look at each other. And, Rodney, one of the things that stood out to me this week as I was studying is conviction. Um, And that goes back to the verse that talks about being right in your own mind. And I'm trying to think which Mm -hmm. one that. I think it's early on. um, 
And as I studied more on that, yes, so that is verse 5. That's verse four, That's chapter 14, 5. It says, one person esteems one day above another, and another esteems every day alike. Uh, let each be fully convinced in his own mind. And as I studied that, because, you know, that, that says a lot because, we so often look at other people, and I, I went back to that child um, where my grandma, me being the child, and I remember my grandmother telling me, um, if it if it convicts you, then it's wrong for you. And I was little, little. And mm. um, it, it brought me back to, and I think I may have mentioned this last week or, or maybe the week before, the, the shirt that I put on one day. And it was a shirt that I've worn many times before, and for whatever reason, this particular day that I put it on, this has been some years ago, it felt so off. It felt so wrong. And I I didn't understand it at the time, but it felt so wrong for me at that time on that day that I changed. I, I changed the shirt. I didn't throw it away. I didn't discard it. I just put it back in the closet and got another shirt. And that was only time that that was the and the shirt was one of these kind of shirts that you you know if you, everything's covered it's just the sleeves have this big split so you can see all of the arm so that's so crazy to me because I have I've worn things that should have convicted me far worse than that shirt but, <laughs> but I think it's more about hearing God's voice and obeying it when you hear it no matter how how Silly it sound or seems the sounds and I truly feel like that's what God is doing in my life. Now I don't always get it and I certainly don't always um um I'm certainly not always obedient to it, but I, I feel that as we continue to grow in Christ, the less we judge I feel like the less we I feel like we judge less because we see ourselves so much the more. And I know for me, it seems to be that way. Like, um, and, and I love also the fact that we talked about, um, and I think you put this in the description, some of the things that, many of the things that we, we, we worry about or judge others for have nothing to do with or will not hinder the word of God. And I think you put it, in the in the um, description, and Rodney, maybe we can read that again if you don't mind. But um, it it says there that, that these things don't hinder the word of God, and so we have mm-hmm. such division over what someone eats or does not eat, what they wear or don't or what they don't wear. And there's a couple of verses um, I want to reflect on too as we get on into the to the discussion, but. You'd like to read the description that you put out there? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, it says, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. once said, the ultimate measure of a man is not where he stands in moments of comfort and convenience, but where he stands at times of challenge and controversy. The book of Romans, chapter 14, starts off teaching us how to deal with people who think differently than we do. The primary task of believers is to avoid standing in judgment of people who may differ from them when it comes to their level of faith as it pertains to our daily behaviors and practices. 
For example, verses 2 and 3 say, For one believeth that he may eat all things. Another who is weak eateth herbs. Let not him that eateth despises him that eateth not. And let not him which eateth not judge him that eateth. For God hath received him. The Dig Bible, and that's the one that I um, use, lists 20 duties of Christians in view of non-essential principles among believers, including fellowship with each other in spite of personal differences of opinion. That's verse 1. Not judging each other, verses 3 through 13. Recognizing that each man shall give account of himself to God, verses 10 through 12. Following the things that make peace and edify others instead of making a hobby of meats, drinking, um, I'm sorry, hobby of meats, drinks, Sabbath, circumcision, law-keeping, rituals, dress styles, customs, and outward religion, things which in themselves do not destroy the work of God, and concerning which all men will never agree, verses 19 and 20. And not condemning yourself over anything not specifically forbidden in Scripture by plain command, verse 22. Dying to live what is holding you back from moving upward and or forward in your spiritual and earthly lives. Tim, I thought you said something um, uh, a while ago that was pretty powerful when uh, you were talking about um, being convicted. And if you're convicted, then it's wrong for you. And I think that um, we have to focus on who we are and who God intended for us to be and how he intended for us to be and what our purpose is and stay focused on that and not worry about why other people are okay with doing certain things or why does it seem to come why do, why do certain things seem to come so easily um, to certain people uh, because our personalities are different and um, there's even a scripture that talks about you know good and evil <laughs> because if everything was good 100% of the time what what reason would we have for praying or reading the Bible or um, trying to change or trying to better our lives or, uh, or for encouraging other people to do the same? If, if everything was always good, we, there would be no need to do any work. If, there, if everything was always easy, we'd be lazy, which is where we've gotten to now because everything is easy now. You know, we 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 used to have people working every register in the grocery store. Now you might see two people, unless it's a busy holiday, you might see two people working and ten self checkout machines. Because we've gotten to a point where, you know, it everything is just so easy. You know, we 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 look at jobs. And where it used to be about manual labor, now you have people sitting in cubicles or sitting even sitting at home, pressing a button, and they can make 
a thousand things happen just by pressing one button. They can talk to so many people. But that's where we've gotten to as a society. You know, it's so much easier to send an email or a text message or to post something on social media rather than to go and talk to people face-to-face. Because of these things, because of the advances in, in, in the world, we have become a weaker people. We've become lazier people. And we've forgotten how to talk to people. We've forgotten how to face situations head on because of where we are. And for those of us, and I feel like it's a small percentage of us, for those of us who might have the old school mentality, it's not widely accepted anymore. You know, but as this chapter goes, accept people for who they are. Not everyone is going to embrace everything about, you know, our society in 2019. Not everybody's going to embrace everything. And that's okay. And not, you know, some people are going to, you know, use old the old school way. Some people are going to use the modern way. But let people be themselves. Let people be people. Don't try to fix people. Let them be who they are, do what they do, and work on yourself. Seek God for yourself. I wonder, Tammy, and I'm going to turn it back over to you. In fact, I'm going to ask you, Tammy. When people pray, how often do you think they, how much time, and you can use percentages, but how often do you think people ask God to change them versus asking God to change other people? Oh, my goodness. Um, percentage? Um, yeah. Maybe, <laughs> maybe 5%. <laughs> And I and I'm I'm really being um I, I I probably would just say one percent if I if I'm really want to stick with my heart and my gut one percent and and Rodney you hit it on the toes um I feel like that's what, that's what I meant when I said when you see when you when you're able to stop judging when basically when you see yourself in people mm-hmm. because as we've said here many of the things that offend us is a place of pain in us or a place of feeling um, inadequate. Uh, 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 we have it's something going on with, with, within us. It's, I remember this quote that I had the lady with all the Band-Aids. Um, we're walking around with sores, with, with things, unresolved issues, pain, hurt. Um, these, these little kids, we're these, these little kids in these bodies and the world says we are an adult, but we still have that, that, that childhood pain that has become an adult bondage. And so when someone, mm-hmm. when, when, and there's a, there's a verse that I'm going to find in here. Um, 
I believe it's in Matthew, but I'm going to find it where Jesus talks about um, it may be about paying the the taxes or something when he says pay render what some pay lest we offend them or something like that. And I just remember thinking, wow, Jesus was if we can we can so much that it has so much to say about this chapter. If Jesus says I want to do this because I don't want to offend this person, I understand where they're coming from, and I'm going to take the high road because. I have more faith. I have grown more. And I believe that's what Chapter 14 is asking us to do. And if we think about it, we are we, we are always switching places because, again, what may offend, convicts me, convict me, may not convict you. So in my conviction, um, I need to understand that that may be a part that I'm weak or, or strong in, I don't know. But when I'm there, whomever has more knowledge than I do in that particular thing or understands it differently, then give me some room to grow. And and, and while you're giving me that room, guess what? Pray for me. Pray for me. Because I, mm-hmm. I realize myself how often I used to tell people, I'm going to pray for you or I'm going to pray for this situation, and I would totally forget. Totally, totally. It wasn't until, and I'm sitting in this room now, my little war room with all these circles of people, the name people, and what I started doing was when someone asked me to pray, I would write it down and come and stick it on my wall. So as I'm praying, I'm seeing, I'm looking, and I got my scriptures. That was powerful for me. Someone else may not have to do that. Somebody will walk in this room and think, this girl lost her mind. She's got all these circles on these walls. (laughs) She's lost her mind. Somebody will think that, but it works for me. It works for me. And so if it works for me and if I'm doing it, and Chapter 14 speaks about this as well, if if I eat the meat unto the Lord, so be it. Those who don't eat it unto the Lord, so be it. What comes about it is if we're doing it to glorify ourselves, or for those selfish means, or grow and bring 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 um, acknowledge the word of God and the kingdom of God. So, Rodney, I think one percent of the people pray for change and growth because ninety nine percent of the people think nothing is wrong. They don't need to grow. They 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 are grown up in Christ. They are grown in faith. So, when you get to that point, it's about it's about you um, and not about God. So there's a certain sense of humility and compassion for people um, that you start to have. Compassion for them in their weakness, rather than judgment. That you that you have to have, I think, to serve God in the manner in which He needs to be served in order for people to see Him through us that you have to lose yourself. And in losing yourself, meaning you have to, and I think that's what it means to say about become childlike, you have to go back. You kind of have to reverse yourself and go back in life and then then prepare yourself to move forward in Christ. Because otherwise, I don't know how one person, how one can do it. I, I just don't know how you can do it in your own, in your own flesh, in your own self. 
um, without what Romans talks about, the change of heart produced by the Holy Spirit. You cannot have that right relationship with God or yourself. You cannot. So, one um, percent, Rodney. <laughs> you know what? If, if I had to, if I had to pick a percentage too, Tammy, I, I would probably say around the same. And and that's based off of my experiences from uh, probably twelve years ago or more. Um, that was what I saw growing up. Um, in church um, or even just being around people in church, the focus was always on other people and not on the individuals themselves. Meaning when we had like early morning prayer, I'm talking like 5 a.m., you know, and people were praying out loud in the church, you know, it was about other people. Um, You know, when I heard people, um, you know, talking about things um, in church, it was it was hardly ever, um, if, if the pastor was talking to one of the ministers or whoever might have been speaking, could have been a guest pastor, it didn't matter. It was always you or y'all need to or you should. It was never we or us or me. And, and and I always found that interesting that when people were talking about what needs to be done or what should be done or how we should live, it was always you. And, you know, it, it, it made it seem, and, and I'm not accusing anybody of anything, but it made it seem like they were separating themselves from the the audience or from the congregation. Um, But I would have to agree uh, because it's easier, um, and I think Tamarian and I have talked about this, but it's easier for, for us as human beings, it seems, to find everything wrong with um, everybody else. But when it comes to us, we're very broad. We can be very specific when it comes to other people. We can tell other people, um, you stepped on my toe and made it bruise up. We can be that specific. But then if we're talking about our own faults, we'll say, I know I hurt people. And we'll leave it at that. Or, um, you know, I'm not perfect, I make mistakes. But what do you do? I'm not perfect, I make mistakes. You know, we can't we can't be specific, but we can tell people the day, the time, um, you know, who was there, who was involved, where it happened. I mean, we can get very specific and very graphic when we're pointing out things with other people but when it comes to us, we're very broad, and it's almost like I'm going to say this just because it sounds good. If I say nobody's perfect, it sounds good. Whether I mean it or not, whether I believe it or not, it sounds good because 
you know, <laughs> working with kids um, on a regular basis, one of the things I always hear is, I don't know, or I, I don't remember. And when they tell me I don't remember, first thing I say to them were, well, well, when is your birthday? And they'll say, July the 9th. And then I'll, and then my response to them is, so there's nothing wrong with your memory. You just are selective. So I say the same thing to people who can see everything and everybody else, but not when it comes to them. If you can find fault or if you can point out the faults in others, but not in yourself, the problem isn't that you have a hard time finding fault. It's just you're selective about it. Because if you can see the uh, see the wrong in others, then you can see wrong, period. So if imagine how much better off you would be if you saw that in yourself. And for me, that's the way I try to live. I see a lot of things. However, if it doesn't negatively impact me or somebody I care about, then I don't spend a whole lot of time on it because that's something you have to deal with. You got to deal with that. When people go out and, you know, spend money, if you're not spending my money, it does, it does not concern me. That's something you got to deal with. I don't have to deal with that. It's not my money. And so I'm going to, uh, my challenge to everybody is find a way to take the flashlight that you're pointing away from you and turn it around and point it at you so that you can see everything going on with you that you can work on, that you can ask God to change or that you can improve, that you can work on on a daily basis. Tammy? Um, Lightning, I want to read first. Um, Well, let me start with, let me just start with 14. Um, It says, I know... And I am convinced by the Lord Jesus that there is nothing unclean of itself, but to him who considers anything to be unclean, to him it is unclean. Yet, if your brother is grieved because of your food, you are no longer walking in love. So I want to read that part again. Yet, if your brother is grieved because of your food, You are no longer walking in love. Do not destroy with your food the one for whom Christ died. Okay, so I see this, and I'll keep going. I'm going to come back to the part, do not destroy with your food the one who Christ died. died. Therefore, do not let your good be spoken of as evil. So, therefore, do not let the good be 
spoken of as there's a lot in that. There's a lot. So we'll come back to those two verses. For the kingdom of God <laughs> is not eating and drinking, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. For he who serves Christ in these things is acceptable to God and approved by men. Now, I'm going to flip over and then I'm going to come back to those two writings to Matthew uh, da, 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 is it seven, 17 and 27. I'm not going to read all of that. For those of you who want to know, read more of it, go back and just read that part. But it says, nevertheless, lest we offend them, um, go to the sea, cast in a hook, and, and take the fish that comes up first. And when you have opened its mouth, you will find a piece of money. Take that and give it to them for me and you. So, again, not trying to offend, not put, putting a stumbling block. It takes, when I, when I hear, when I think about the strong versus the weak, I'm not necessarily, um, I, I, those words, I guess, are good because they're in there. I don't necessarily look at it as someone being weak or weaker. It's just about someone else having more knowledge and more growth in certain areas to where they can say, you know what, I'm cool. I just want to keep the peace. I'm going to step back. Um I'm not going to. It's just like the circumcision. Was that who was that Rodney uh, with the circumcision? I can't remember right off, but they decided. They decided to get the to be circumcised just because. Wasn't who was that? Yeah, yeah I can't right. remember who. I can't remember who that was. I can't remember who that was. Like keeping the peace. Going back to Romans 14, um, for the kingdom of kingdom of God is not eating and drinking but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. For he who serves Christ in these things is acceptable to God and approved by men. So, Ronnie, what do you think about that part? Um, yet if your, if your brother is grieved because of your food, you are no longer walking in love. What do you think that is saying, that particular verse right there? So I think that, I mean, there are probably uh, numerous ways that you can look at this, but um, clearly there's no way that you can live your life and not ever offend anyone. Whether you try to or not, there's clearly no way that you can live your life and not offend anyone or or people not be offended. And I think it goes back to what's in your heart because that's what God judges. But if people are distressed because of what you eat, my question is, how are you doing it? How are you triggering this distress? Because, and I don't think that this verse is talking about, like, you eat something and somebody's, like, ill, you know, because I'm a person who, you know, I like um, to eat, like, you know, different things. Like, I'll eat, you know, quail. I'll eat, you know, um, alligator. 
you know, I'll eat these things, but, and people may say, no, thank you, or I don't like that, or, you know, things like that. I don't think that, um, I don't think that is an issue. I think the issue comes in when you start making people feel bad because you eat certain things because your your faith allows you to uh, to eat anything because there is a scripture that says you know that's why the animals are here and so you know I think that where you become wrong is when you start making people feel bad because they don't eat meat or they don't eat pork. So I think that's where the problem comes in. If you are just in, in your own, in your own world and you are just, you know, peacefully just eating what you eat. I don't, I, I don't see where, where that's a problem. But if you're like, you know, making a big deal out of what you eat versus what somebody else eats, then I think that that that's what causes the arguments. That's what causes the strain, um, you know, between two people, because people are going to eat things, people are not going to eat things, and it should be okay. And something else too, Tammy, that came to mind when you were reading that. Um, if I am home. And I want to eat something, and let's say other people may not like it. I'm very, I'm going to be very careful about eating it. Like I'm not going to just be like, ooh, I'm gonna eat it anyway. Like I know that this person can't stand. I'm sorry, but I think you hit it on the nail with that right there. (laughs) Go ahead. Sorry, but I I just think that's that's. Powerful, like that right there. If they don't hear anything else, <laughs> that is powerful. <laughs> but uh, but I, I I think that we have to be considerate of people, even if they're not where we're at. For example, I drink alcohol, but um, my stepmom and my my dad don't drink alcohol, and I know my stepmom is very um, religious. So even though it's my house, if if she comes here, I'm not going to sit and drink in front of her because I know she doesn't drink and I know how she feels about it. So out of respect, I'm not going to pull it out. And I'm typically like that around people in general. Now, even if you don't drink, if you don't have a problem with me drinking, then I'll drink. But if you have a problem with it, most likely I'm not going to do it. Now, if I think that you're just being ridiculous about something, you know, then (laughs) I can't make any promises and maybe I need to grow in that area. But I do try to be mindful of who's around, um, you know, and how people feel about certain things. So even if, um, and if I come to your house, I'm definitely not doing it if I know that that's not how you carry on. And I think that's where we, you know, put people in distress because we do things knowing, 
knowing the reaction that we're going to get. Back over you, Tim. Um, I, something came to mind with uh, you were talking about Brandon when he started um, not eating. He stopped eating pork. I guess that's a better way of say it, saying it. And of course, we were mm-hmm. house of pork. We were pork chop at least, you know, pork chop sandwich, pork <laughs> chop and gravy. You know, so <laughs> we were house of pork. Um, and so, and he was doing it unto the Lord. So he he had some strong opinions about it. And I thought about this when you were talking. So I, it was a long time. I went a very long time um, not cooking pork, just out of mm. just out of respect. And I and I think it, it comes in. It there's where the love and the like and wanting to. Um, I think that's what it's what it's kind of saying here. When it don't make your good, uh, do not destroy with your food the one for whom Christ died. And also, therefore, do not let your good be spoken of as evil. So if mm-hmm. I consider myself as the, and I'm going to use the word again, the strong or the one, I like the word more knowledgeable in my faith and in my walk with God, that I can do as Jesus did, you know, get get it, lest we offend them, get it and go pay them. And sometimes I think if we if we take the, that road and step back a little bit, that relationships will be will be better. You brought up the drinking. I thought about another another thing with with Brandon, of course. You know the mothering thing. There was a long, a very long, 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 long time. Brandon was probably an adult, maybe coming home from college before he uh, realized that I did drink a little bit. And I remember um, this client of mine saying, "Well, why do you why do you do that? You're grown. It's your house. You can you can drink if you want. You can da 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 da." And I was like, mm-hmm. "I understand. I, I, I am grown, so I understand what drinking um, some of the consequences of drinking and taking it overboard. Blah blah blah. But if I'm telling my child, you know, at this age, don't do this. Don't do this." And if I and if I know he's going out and that's what he's seeing and that's what he's doing, yet he comes home and what I'm telling him not to do, he sees me doing consistently. Da 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 da. Um, I just at that time I just thought this is the best way to do it. Now later on, mm-hmm. I feel like he's more knowledgeable. He hopefully can handle this at this point. Then we 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 we're okay. We 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 do what we do. But I think it's just about the having knowledge and an understanding of who you are and where you are in Christ and, uh, and and also having enough knowledge to realize because you're there, it does not mean that someone else is, that their walk is mm. different, um, they've come from a different place. And as the strong Christian, I think that's what it means, that we are to exercise patience um and understanding for the people, and I still I still don't like the word weak, but those who have less have reached a certain point in that particular area. Mm-hmm. And that's what I meant earlier about we're going to be switching because that same person who may be weak in this area or less knowledgeable 
we're going to get to an area where now I am weak. I am weak in this area, and that same person that I had to show some some compassion and some patience for now is going to hopefully extend it to me so that he does not mm-hmm. or she does not put a stumbling block before me. And that's why I think don't let your good become evil because someone else, because I'm so selfish and caught up in glorifying myself, then allowing the, pe- the person to see God and realizing that just like the blood was shed for me and in my time mm-hmm. he wasn't um, here in this particular area, it, he died for me as well. And I think that's what it meant by um, do not destroy with your food the one for whom Christ died. So the very person that... Um, May that I may say whatever I'm gonna you know if I go to someone's house that you know that they don't eat pork you walk in with your big pork sandwich you know people will do that will do that or if someone doesn't drink you walk in there with your alcohol bottle like whatever you know we people will do that so I think there's so much said um, and I don't know if I read for the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Um, For he who serves Christ in these things is acceptable to God and approved by men. And 19 says, therefore let us pursue the things which make for peace and the things by which one may edify another. And so how often do Mm. we pursue the things which make for peace? Even if that means um, because I think the bigger person is the person that can just kind of fall back and be okay. That doesn't mean we have to be weak and that we don't stand up for what's right. But I always say, even in the communication thing, that there is a a right time. Being um, an effective communicator is knowing what to say for sure, but it's also how to say it, and it's even more important of knowing when to say it. You have to have mm-hmm. some wisdom and some knowledge and some understanding and some insight, and more than anything, you have to have the Holy Spirit. You have to. You have to be in a zone to where you are. And and get it, people, we don't always get it right. I ain't going to say we. I don't. I don't. I don't. But I understand those times that my heart desires to. My heart, and then I'm so, I judge Tammy now. I don't have time to judge someone else. I really don't. I really don't. So back over to you, Rodney. Tammy, you made me think of something, and you know what? I almost want the T-shirt. Uh, but <laughs> when you said when you said, you know, you can't, you can't just go in somebody's house who do, who doesn't drink, and, um, you know, you're gonna carry yours in there anyway, and just say whatever. And the first thing that came to mind was, <laughs> get rid of, get rid of your whatever attitude. And, <laughs> you know, on one hand, it's like, you know, when you say whatever in terms of you know, not letting things get to you or bring you down or 
things of that nature impact you in a negative way, yes, have a whatever attitude. But when you have a whatever attitude in the sense of I don't care who I offend, I don't care how it impacts you, I don't care if you don't like it, I don't care if, you know, you ask me not to do this, I'm going to do it anyway. When you have that whatever attitude in a negative way, it does so much damage in situations, in relationships. It just does so much damage. So if you have that negative whatever attitude, get rid of it. This last part, Timmy, and I know we're winding down here, but this last part I thought was so, so powerful. Um, so I want to talk about this before we um, before we sign off. And you started with it, um, verse 19. It says, let us therefore make every effort to do what leads to peace and to mutual edification, which means to um, – Uh, help people improve. Do not destroy the work of God for the sake of food. All food is clean, but it is wrong for a person to eat anything that causes someone else to stumble. It is better not to eat meat or drink wine or to do anything else that will cause your brother or sister to fall. So whatever you believe about these things, Keep between yourself and God. Blessed is the one who does not condemn himself by what he approves. But whoever has doubts and whoever has doubts is condemned if they eat because their eating is not from faith. And everything that does not come from faith is sin. Thoughts on that on that last part, Tammy? Right, I did see that last part. Um, now, let's see here. There was a part that there's so much, but I know, yep, we're coming up on, a, on a, our hour. Um, and I mean through 19, 19 through 23. What are your thoughts on 19 through 23? Um, I'm go back then. Okay, therefore, let us pursue the things which make for peace and the things by which one may edify another. It goes right back to verse 17, for the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. So again, Rodney, it has to be about God and not about us. Because if it's if it's about us, we're going to walk in that house with our drink and sit and ask for a glass with some ice and pour it up. <laughs> I mean, so really, and that's why it has to be about God. And it says, do not destroy the work of God for the sake of food. So, and and more importantly, all things indeed are pure, but it but it is evil for the man who eats with offense. There's that word again, offense. Um, it is good neither to eat meat nor drink wine, nor do anything by which your brother stumbles. So, are we thinking about this 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 brother in this particular situation, um, not yet fully acknowledged that? whether it's eating or whatever it is, that that he or she may not have reached a level of understanding or knowledge or just maybe God hadn't hadn't worked this thing out for this person 
right now. There's some more growing and purging to do. And so often we forget mm-hmm. that. Not only do we forget that about others, we forget to give ourselves the, that grace and that mercy. We forget to to not offend ourselves. We get so caught up sometimes in what is what we're doing wrong that we don't see the growth in us. And that's just how mm. it's designed to be. Um, it is good me to see. I read that part. It said, do you have faith? Have it to yourself before God. Happy, and this is the part, happy is he who does not condemn himself in what he approves. And this is this says a lot here. I think it's um it's just talking more about our own conscience. It goes right back to um there's the verse in here that talks about the mind. Where is that one? Um be like be alike each be fully convinced in his own mind. And you have to know what convicts you and then you have to understand your conviction. Mm-hmm. I convicted here. What is God telling me, teaching me? And sometimes it may not be about us. Someone else, someone that going back to that shirt, someone may not have needed to see me in that shirt that day. Maybe I would have offended them. Just, just I don't know. I don't know. But maybe it's not always about us. Maybe it's just sometimes again about hearing the voice of God and listening. And obeying, and then again stepping back, and instead of judging someone, pray for that person. Like how many times have you prayed for the person that um, seemed a little weaker in faith or in spirit or in something than you thought they should be, or that that you are? Like. Mm. How many times have you prayed for them, their growth in that area, or even for their release of their conviction in that area? Because it comes down when it says, happy is he who does not condemn himself in what he approves. But he who doubts it, but he who doubts is condemned if he eats. So it's it's it, that it's so much in that, and it all comes right back to us, especially if you consider yourself as the stronger Christian, the strong in faith. And it comes down to allowing people, giving, extending that compassion and long suffering, allowing those who we see weak, um, in that same time to grow, and reaching a level of of comprehension in that area. It's time to grow in Christ and to deal with their own conscience. And so, Rodney, that's kind of what I, I mean, feel about that part. Tammy, I like it. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to run through real quick, um, just some thoughts that I had. Um, verse 19, which says, "Let us therefore make every effort." It did not say that it was going to work because you make every effort. It says, let us therefore make every effort to do what leads to peace and to mutual edification. If you do everything you can 
if you make every effort to do what leads to peace, God will be pleased with you. It did not say that just because you put in the work or just because you do everything you can, that it is going to yield you the result that you want. It doesn't say that. It just, your part is to do everything you can. Doesn't mean that it's going to work out the way that you want it to. Your job is the work. God's job is the, are, are the results. It says, do not destroy the work of God for the sake of food. All food is clean, but it is wrong for a person to eat anything that causes someone else to stumble. It is better not to eat meat or drink wine or to do anything else that will cause your brother or sister to fall. Just because something is okay with you doesn't make it okay for somebody else. And how do you know somebody is trying to refrain from something because them doing that something causes them to sin? We've been talking about drinking, so I'll just use that as an example. Maybe you can handle your alcohol, but maybe your your friend can't. Maybe your brother or sister can't. Maybe your cousin can't. And they don't want it until they see you do it or they're around you doing it. So if them being around you is going to cause them to drink and after they drink, fall into sin, it's better for you not to even do it in their presence. And my question is, what is it worth to you? Is it is it really that important for you to lose, for, for other people to fall because you can handle something and they can't, is it really worth it? If you can handle it, then just do it when you're by yourself or do it when you're with people who can handle it. Whether you're eating, drinking, doesn't matter. Do it when you're by yourself because the next part says, whatever you believe about these things, keep it between you and God. You don't need to brag. You don't need to prove anything. Walking in somebody's house saying, I'm, a, I'm going to pour my drink anyway because you're trying to prove something, you're not edifying your neighbor. It's not glorifying God. You're not doing anything bringing about destruction, and it's not worth it. And it says, but whoever has doubts is condemned if they eat because their eating is not from faith, and everything that does not come from faith is sin. So even down to what you eat, if you're eating something out of guilt, not because you believe it, not because you believe it's okay for you to eat or it's good for you to eat, but you're eating it out of guilt or you're eating it trying to impress somebody. That's not faith. So you're sinning. 
So even on down to the things that you eat, it can be a sin. Not because of what you're eating. Eating pork isn't a sin. But eating pork because you because you feel guilty or because that's what everybody else is eating, that's a sin because it's not done with faith because you don't believe it in your heart. You don't believe that it is okay. You're just saying, mm, let me just go along to get along. Uh-uh. If you don't believe it, then don't do it. Because we are all at different stages in our lives. And wherever you are, if you are living by faith, then what you're doing is pleasing to God, even if it's not what somebody else is doing. So again, check your heart. Check your motives. And make sure that what you're doing is pleasing to God. Tammy, any announcements, anything coming up? Um, I do want to read one thing real quick uh, before we end. And this is, I wish I remember where I came across this, but I've written it, some, written it somewhere. And it says, keeping the conscious sensitive, Paul abonishes that when a Christian proceeds with a certain action, he must be fully assured in his own mind that that what he's doing does not violate his own conscience. The conscience is a sensitive instrument and our most valuable endowment in nudging him or us in the proper direction as we grow or the, or as someone else grows into that knowledge. The conscience is not the final um, arbiter of right or wrong, it must be educated in the proper place it is, a prized gift from God. We, the Christian, must guard against it becoming hardened. And I remember when I read that, must guard against it becoming hardened, I thought about the heart. You know, about the, the Bible speaks about guarding our heart. And we let so many things mm-hmm. get upon us or weigh on us that have nothing, it's where it says, has nothing to do with the word of God, of hindering, will not hinder the word of God. So as 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 much as we say, you know, give people, um, give people a break, give yourself a break, but also listen, listen, listen to your, your conscience, pay attention to your convictions. And and if you're going to judge somebody, I say judge you. But I also say give yourself a break and focus on the areas in your life that you, are, that you have grown so that when you get to a place or you get with someone that's not in that area, you can step up. You can step up just as Jesus said, you know what, go do this lest we offend them. We don't want to put stumbling blocks in front of someone in an area that we are because we are stronger in and they are weaker. And Rodney, you asked the question, what is what is it, what's more important? And I think when we ask ourselves that, what's more important? Is it about you getting the meat, the drink, you have whatever, or about the kingdom of God, growing the kingdom of God? Is it about 
because that's what that's what the word is for. That's what God's um, desire is: is that the kingdom multiplies, that people are people are freed from their own um, convictions, all of those that they see them that they see and they understand that just as that blood was shed for me, it was shed for you, and that we're all we're all going to as the word say every knee shall every knee shall bow and bow and every voice shall confess that's what it's about so what is important so i don't have any announcements right now rodney other than this has been great um i'm just loving on on romans 14 i really am <laughs> same here same same here same here nothing uh nothing going on um other than uh, next Wednesday, um, <laughs> I go back to work. It seemed like the four weeks flew by so fast. But looking forward to it. That did go pretty fast. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the the teachers won't come back for another month, but um, I will be back in there next Wednesday. But looking forward to it. Should be fun. Should be fun. Well, thank you guys for tuning in with us. Uh, it has been another uh, great show. We definitely appreciate your support. If you're listening to the archive show, thank you so much for um, doing that, whether you're on your way to work or at home or um, whatever you might be doing. We definitely appreciate you guys uh, supporting the show. We will be back next Tuesday, same time, same station. Good night, everybody. Help me, please.
But he wants 